0: What's going on, you monstrously marvellous Martins? Welcome to this week's episode of Total Pod Mode. My name is James, also known as Mr. Bames, and I'm joined, as always, by the wondrous Will, also known as Hudafunk.
1: What's up, James? Good to be back for another week.
0: And nice to see you, man. How, how you been? After all your tortures last week. All good, man.
1: Um, As you can probably tell, I'm still away. Still away on holiday, I decided after Donny packed his bags and headed back to sunny England I was going to stay behind and actually get the most out of this spa break, so I've decided to extend my holiday for just a couple more weeks.
0: I can't say I blame you to be fair man, you've been through a lot, you've had a lot done to you that probably isn't healthy for your body so it makes sense to have a little bit of a spa break and you'll be pleased to know donnie has already swung by the hq he's taken your blood so i'm sorry about that
1: okay sad to hear but uh you know i'll get over it i'm sure
0: exactly it was expected um i got him in touch with shaman bro i think they're working something out right okay our hands seemingly are untied now we're done
1: done for another year at least let's hope (laughs) don't give me hope
0: But with that, let's let's talk about what's coming up on today's episode. So we've got our usual catch up. We've got a bit of gaming news where we're going to be talking about a very ambitious claim.
1: Sounds very ambiguous, James.
0: It does. More on that later. We're also going to be talking about potentially more remakes for one of Will's favorite franchises and also some new plans for a hit TV show. I know gaming podcast talking about TV. What's going on?
1: Oh, it's a crossover episode.
0: And then we round off the episode with the gaming challenge, where this week it was my turn to tackle the challenge set by Will last week. But before we get into all that, let's hit them socials. You can, as always, find the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and pretty much anywhere else you get your podcasts by searching for Total Pod Mode.
1: We also post regular video content of our playthroughs, stream highlights, as well as the podcast on our YouTube channel,
0: Total Pod Mode. You can also find us on X by searching for at TotalPodMode, or one word.
1: Or you can find me at whodafunk on X, and I'm also on Twitch under twitch.tv forward slash whodafunk.
0: And you can find me on X at MrBames, and I'm also on Twitch under twitch.tv forward slash MrBames underscore TPM. So man, let's get it. What you've been playing this week?
1: So this week, uh, much like last week, I've kind of failed to play very much uh video games at all. Unfortunately, I've been kind of taking in the beautiful surroundings, <laughs> enjoying the weather, and uh, <laughs> unfortunately not really packing much time into uh, into any video games. However, uh, I do have a couple of things to talk about. Uh, first of all, one of the few video games that I have managed to nudge a little bit of time into is The Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom.
0: Oh, I was wondering when you were going to get back into that. It's been a minute.
1: It has. It's been a hot minute pretty much since the first couple of weeks of release really i kind of i, yeah. I took quite a half a
0: year that sort of minute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sort of six month
1: minute that's what a six month minute you know you know what those are like
0: oh yeah we've all been there (laughs)
1: Um, So so I jumped back into that, feeling my way very gingerly through the game, feeling quite unfamiliar with the game, despite the hours that I had previously put into Breath of the Wild and the fact that they do play very similar. I'm kind of taking my baby steps through this um, because I've started with a complete lack of equipment and everything that I was used to carrying in the original game all my potions, all my elixirs, all out the window. Uh, so I need to go back and scavenge a lot more.
0: Well, yeah, but to be fair, that's how you played um, Breath of the Wild, right? You took it very slow. You were just all about the exploring, building up your resources, getting a collection of weapons, and then eventually you tackled the world. 100%. And do you think you're going to play Tears of the Kingdom in the same way?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to obviously make advantage of some of the Zoni devices that you get along the way, and the use of Link's new powers are coming in very handy. Uh, I've started to experiment a lot more with the ascension ability which allows you to travel up through the ground so if you find yourself in an underground area you can zip through the ceiling to actually get back to ground level Uh, it's very useful and it's a good way of finding your way into secret areas as well
0: nice to get out of places you get stuck in too i imagine
1: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. There was quite a few times early on where I'd fallen down a well and I couldn't figure out the way to get out. And obviously the game was expecting you to use the ascendability, but (laughs) I was a little slow to cotton on in terms of just how useful that power is. Uh, But, you know, with that finally lodged in my brain now, um, I'm I'm really enjoying the slow plod through the game. I find this game really enjoyable and relaxing to play. I haven't really done a great deal other than just explore more of the map. And whenever I've landed into any real major block like a big boss or like a extreme condition environment i've kind of ran the other way really (laughs) just trying to explore all of the places in the game that are easy to explore and stock up on items that i can use later on to get to some of those more harder to reach areas
0: makes sense get your exploration in but you don't want to keep dying
1: no exactly that yeah I'm not really into this game to kind of fight a load of bosses and find it difficult the exploration is really where this game stands out for me and that's what I'm most keen to do so yeah getting a lay of the land is probably a pretty good description of what I've been up to this week with that
0: game fair play sounds like fun man and uh, if it gives you as much joy as the last one did then you're in for many hours of fun
1: absolutely yeah I I think that if I do manage to cram in any time over the next week into games it's probably going to be more tears of the kingdom Uh, Obviously, with the uh, Games Challenge coming up, I'll have to balance that as well, but I think that uh, Tears of the Kingdom will be the game that I keep going back to now at this point. However, there was one more game that I want to speak about, and it's not actually a game that I've played this week, but it's been something that I've been following for quite some time, and there's currently an ongoing open online beta for it, Uh, and I'm of course talking about The Finals, which is a competitive first-person shooter game set in a universe where People are having combat sports for entertainment. Uh, You play in a sort of a game show style type of setting where you're usually pitted with two or more teams against each other competing in team deathmatch, capture the objective style type gameplay. But the reason why this really stands out to me is that there is a lot of fluidity to the mobility and movement in the game it has a very strong apex flavor in that sense which obviously has got me quite excited and the other thing where this game really stands out is the fact that the environments are the most destructible and this includes buildings since battlefield bad company 2 which to me is like a massive milestone in terms of just how the building destruction worked in those games modern battlefield games have kind of it feels to me at least taken a step back away from those they did have levolutions but there was nothing in terms of quite the same precision and and just cool visuals of seeing a building absolutely
0: collapse yeah i remember when we played battlefield 5 together a few years back i wasn't that impressed with the destruction in it like it was fine like it was perfectly serviceable but I remember being more impressed more back in the day, as you're saying.
1: Yeah, absolutely. There's plenty of buildings in those games that you can destroy, but they're more kind of barns and things that you really would expect at this day and age, a Battlefield game to be destructible. Uh, However, I felt like they did it a lot better in the past and it looks like they do it really well in the finals. And I've actually gone on to read that there's some ex-DICE employees working for the company that actually is developing this game at the moment. The company I'm talking about is a Nexon subsidiary called Embark Studios. And it looks like they're putting out some really good stuff with some of their acquired talent in the game industry
0: no fair it sounds very interesting i, I must admit i wasn't even aware of that so that sound quite funky
1: yeah and to kind of add to that funky feel uh the combat has a whole class system which is light medium and heavy as you'd expect the light class is a lot more agile uh, less health the heavy class more health and less agile but they all have various different abilities around that they can do as well one of them seems to have kind of like a telekinesis ability which seems really cool and that could be used to pick up objects and launch some other players to do damage. I've also seen it used to a really interesting effect where one of the classes is able to deploy sticky turrets to walls and surfaces. This includes objects in the game that you can pick up. So I've even seen examples of players picking up like a large mailbox or a dumpster, popping two turrets on it, and simultaneously using the dumpster bin for cover whilst the two turrets are firing at enemies whilst attached to the bin.
0: Nice. That's very uh, The Division.
1: Yeah, some really cool ways to employ uh, some of the mechanics in the game, you know, using player creativity. It looks really, really interesting to me, and I'm, I'm just gutted that at the moment I'm Probably going to miss my opportunity to play this beta uh, until I get back. I don't think that the PC I'm running off here quite has the hardware to cope with a game like that.
0: No, potentially not. But yeah, god I'm quite intrigued. I might look at it. But, I'm, I, you know, I won't do the beta to just to make you jealous.
1: Oh, no, please do. I've actually been messaging uh, Gem and Liam saying, please jump on this and see what you think. Let me know if it's any good. Because, uh, yeah, I, I'm obviously jealous uh, of anyone that would have the opportunity to play it at the moment. But uh, really keen to hear more about it as well and hear more about it from people I know because I am conscious that a lot of these games can kind of get lost in hype. I'd be really sad if this game ended up similar to Splitgate in the sense that it had a real kind of good launch and quite initial decent amount of popularity but it's since tailed off and it's getting more and more difficult to find games that aren't just bot lobbies i would really hope that the finals is going to go on to be the next best thing or the next biggest thing and based on some of the promo footage that i've seen and some of the fun things i've seen other players achieve
0: i see no reason why it couldn't do that well as i say i'm I'm gonna have to check it out because you've you've certainly sold it to me for at least being an interesting concept i hope that the studio in question is uh, going to see the vision through the way they want to and that it is a great success great success but that's pretty much
1: me for this week man how about yourself
0: uh i basically just continued with borders gate through this week in the the limited game time i played and as i sort of mentioned last week i i started again to be more evil because I felt like I wasn't More able evil, evil, evil enough. In my evil, still yeah. not evil enough. No, 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 no. This was last week. I said this.
1: Oh, you did say that. Like, okay, right. I thought you'd done it again, again.
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. God, no. I'm not that insane. I gotta go deeper. Actually, to be fair, I am that insane. But no, I didn't do that. <laughs> I've just been playing with that character. So basically I haven't made any progress in the sense that I haven't got much further than I got before, before I started again. Okay. But I've just been having a whale of a time replaying the stuff, being more evil. So then you have that comfort because you know what you need to do.
1: Right, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So, so I could just sort of crash through.
1: Positively make that purely evil decision rather than risking accidentally finding your way into... Exactly. Yeah.
0: Exactly, yeah. yeah. Like, so there's a lot less uh, resetting and things like that. Good, good. And, uh, oh, so, so many more people have died. <laughs> it's quite insane, actually. Like, What's your body I, count I think... at this point? Oh, oh it's, it's hundreds. It's in the hundreds. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it really is. And, like, I think... Uh, in the, the sections I've been in, I, I think there's maybe one shopkeeper still alive because of decisions I've God made. God damn, you even killed the shopkeepers? Well, there's reasons for that.
1: All right, okay, okay. Yeah,
0: because <laughs> it's not, not like I just go around randomly killing shopkeepers. <laughs> you have been
1: selected for death.
0: No, they just happen to become hostile in certain scenarios, that's all. Right, right. I don't know. I might have picked a few of those fights, sure, but...
1: Are those scenarios involving you trying to rob their store
0: by any chance? Actually, no. Not, oh, right, not okay. a single one <laughs> okay. was that, no.
1: I had to kill him because he pulled a sword on me when I tried to take his prized stock.
0: It's not us playing GTA. No, it's not that. <laughs> it's um, no, it's more like... Um, and the game's still near enough that I don't want to give spoilers here, right? But right, right. But there's a certain choice you can make in the first act around a grove and, and who should be in charge of it.
1: Grove Street, home. At least it was before I f***ed everything up.
0: With the choice I made, the shopkeeper of the Grove, well, the default two shopkeepers in the Grove both become hostile to me. Right, okay, okay. So it's things like that. I mean, you know, sure, one of them I I did start a fight with the whole town, because I killed and robbed a gnome. For sure, that was a thing.
1: Right, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's to be expected, you are an evil guy.
0: But on the, by the same handle, it was a bunch of mushroom people. I don't know if they're good or bad. <laughs> Nothing so, of value
1: was lost. Morally grey area. Right, okay. <laughs> there were mushroom people, guys, move on.
0: But then in that town, the shopkeeper didn't become hostile, um, because I think he was part of another quest, um, which led to me starting a fight with him, because of the things that he did, said, and who he associated with.
1: Okay, right. Okay, you're remaining really kind of nebulous.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, because I don't want to give away, like... Uh spoilers it's a main mission isn't it so fine, I didn't want to yeah but yeah it's been super fun I'm having a great time role playing it and uh, I, I will definitely do a good playthrough as well because there's certain things that I want to do because like I know for a fact that there's just like whole sections of the game that are just shut off to me now because of certain decisions I've made right maybe not yeah. sections of the game maybe that's a bit too like grandiose but certainly a bunch of quest lines
1: well it will be really interesting to see just how much of that is real when you actually do play it through on a positive playthrough yeah because sometimes these games historically have been pretty good at leading you to believe that you're going to have vastly differing consequences. Yeah. Just in recent memory, I, I, for instance, there were several points when we were discussing that, when we were discussing Mass Effect in Completionist yeah. Corner, where I was convinced that you were going to have a very different outcome to me in certain situations and when you didn't, it was like I get that Mass Effect is very much it's, kind of, it's all flavour of your character and stuff like that, but I would have hoped for a little bit more difference between the two campaigns with this i'm hearing really positive things about the way that that works i just really hope that you're able to actually confirm it to me as someone that i know when you play your good guy campaign that it really is different
0: yeah and uh i I don't know anything about how the game goes or ends but as you may know i I check the achievements before every single playthrough to see if there's just stuff I can do really easily, yeah, yeah, Um, and there's at least three endings. Okay, yeah, from, very. From good. what I can tell, like at least. Uh, so there's all sorts of things, and, and the way this game's going, I can believe that they really have thought through consequences for any sort of little action you do. So I, I, I'm I'm going to stay positive about it. because I'm really having a good time, and I I'm just hopeful that it's the case, like you said. Yeah,
1: it's what I'm hearing from the internet. I just want to hear it from you.
0: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I, I I trust the studio to to come through with that. Yeah, yeah. But yes. Yeah, So as a result of basically just retreading old ground, I have got a little bit further, but not so much further that there's anything of note that's happening. The only thing I will say is that um, last week I I incorrectly stated that I thought I was nearly at the end of Act 1. Turns out I was like grossly incorrect on that. There's a whole other area that I discovered that I didn't find before. Like a whole like like 10 to 15 hour area that I (laughs) had discovered before. And um, the place where I thought I would be leaving Act One to go to Act Two because you get the pop-up message when you um, go through that says make sure you like you know tie any loose ends because you're progressing your story here. Mm. Um, mm. I went through there and it hasn't actually progressed into Act Two yet. It's still Act One, so.
1: Okay, okay. You have got plenty to do then.
0: And I'm about 28, 29 maybe hours in in total.
1: In total, in terms of this run. In this
0: run, yeah. Oh god, so much more overall because I've started again. And a bunch. you've
1: got to bear in mind as well the fact that you're familiar with the game now. On, I was literally about to say the same, exact same yeah. thing
0: uh, because I've done everything before and I was basically playing the same character just a different class you can probably add an extra 10 hours on top for what the true content is Because I was skipping a lot of cutscenes and stuff. So yeah, not too much to update on, as I say, but I'm still really enjoying it. And I'll probably be playing this one for a few weeks. So apologies if listeners get bored of hearing about it.
1: Well, I mean, last week you said this one might even tide you over until the new year. So uh, who knows? I think that that could still stand true.
0: Yeah, I, I do too. Although I will say there's still a little voice in the back of my head that's like, yo, dude do you want to do Liza P again? <laughs> and then they've confirmed DLC is coming as well, which is really cool. So that's cool. So that might, uh, like genuinely, that might be a, okay, I'm going to put Baldur's Gate down and go back to Liza P. If, if the, but I, I wouldn't have thought DLC would come out this year. But other than that, man, uh, I've, I haven't really played a whole lot this week because uh, I've uh, not been 100%. I've had some sinus problems at the start of the week, uh, which has impacted my game time, unfortunately. So with that, I think we come to the end of the catch-up, and uh, I think it's about time we talk about some gaming news. So with our first news story this week, we have an update on a previously announced Sega Super Game.
1: We're back with the super games, are we? Yeah. Excellent.
0: It's not the super moniker for the graphics cards this time. It's a super game. Okay. Whatever the hell that is. So, so for those that may not be aware, Sega, famous for being the brains behind Sonic the Hedgehog and the Persona franchise, amongst other things, first announced this concept back in 2021 with basically no details regarding the scope of the game, just a promise that it'll be super.
1: Don't worry, guys, we've got this. We're going to make a super game and you're all going to be totally stoked for it. Trust me. And it's going
0: to be the best thing ever.
1: The best super thing
0: ever. I'm super serial. So as reported by Video Games Chronicle, one of Sega's COOs, Shuji Utsumi, provided a small update on the status of its super game game as part of an annual report. Utsumi reaffirmed that the project is going smoothly and is still aiming for 2026 as it enters production. Utsumi added that the game will seek to involve the entire gaming ecosystem, including players, streamers and viewers.
1: Is this going to be like a Metaverse-type bullshit? It sounds like a Metaverse-type bullshit game.
0: It sounds like something like that. You know, the only thing that comes to mind that sort of my brain can remotely compare it to is you know how Fortnite does things where it like has like music concerts in-game? Yeah, yeah. And, and then you have like players that are also viewers that interact like is it something like that but just on steroids it's really bizarre this
1: i guess so and who's to say it's even on steroids this might just be a straight copy and paste jobby you know (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> maybe yeah exactly I mean who knows this is Sega we're
1: talking about here
0: <laughs> exactly exactly and sort of on that note despite providing this update it is still unclear exactly what this game will look like as we've just sort of described there it's very odd the super game Monica perhaps put some pressure on this to be a game like no other and back in 2021 when this was first announced a figure of 800 million dollars was being touted as a potential budget Damn. which for me at least puts yet more pressure on Sega to knock this one out of the park to be perfectly honest with you
1: um, well absolutely I mean the more money you put behind it, the more pressure there is.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's very, 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 very high risk, this sort of putting this much pressure on yourself for me.
1: Agreed. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So fans who are excited to know what this game will look like may unfortunately have to wait until 2025 before a concrete update is in place because, as mentioned earlier, it's on course for a 2026 release, if uh, if you believe that. I, for one, would like to know which franchises will be involved. You know, you'd think Sonic could be involved, uh, but they could just as easily make a brand new franchise entirely. What, what do you think, Will? Do you think they're going to use the golden oldies or come up with something brand new?
1: Um, I think that based on what you've described there, I imagine that they probably will be using a lot of their established IPs. I mean, let's not forget, they do have Bayonetta. Miss
0: me, baby. As
1: well. Um, so there's there's quite an opportunity there. I mean, Sega do have quite an established roster of characters that they would be able to uh, bring into their games. Um, I imagine that they'll probably be riding on a lot of nostalgia. I mean, who knows? God knows. We might have, like, the golden axe cast coming back. Uh, Axel from Streets of Rage and Blaze and stuff like that. Like, I don't know, it could be anything like that. Um, they do have a lot of uh, a lot of titles under their belt that they could dig up from the old days. And it doesn't really seem in keeping with Sega to, to sort of churn out a whole new franchise of characters to get behind this project, even with a budget of 800 million. It would be a much safer bet to rely on established things that you've got. And I don't think that Sega would really be looking to do much beyond that. Who knows?
0: Yeah, this is a really interesting one. Listeners, leave us a comment. Let us know what you think. What do you think this motherfucker is going to be? Is it just going to be another PAL World pipe dream? Although I think that's actually going to happen now.
1: Yeah, yeah. it's end of this year, I believe, actually. either end uh, Start of this start year 24, or, yeah. Uh, start January of 24, 24. Is it? Okay, there Yeah, we I think go. so.
0: Um, or is this just going to be an absolute load of nonsense, a sort of overpromised, under-delivered type job? Let us know what you think. With our second news story this week, is there potentially more than one Silent Hill remake in the works? So as we have reported previously, roughly a year ago now, Konami announced the PS5-exclusive Silent Hill 2 remake being developed by Bloober Team, much to Will's excitement. Well, since then, we have heard very little about the project, something I believe Will may have called out in a previous episode, certainly off-pod.
1: Yeah, give me some more tangible news, guys. I want to see some more footage. Although, to be fair, I have seen a little bit more footage. But it's not enough. It's not enough. It's never enough. Exactly.
0: Well, potentially good news, Will. Not necessarily an update on Silent Hill 2 itself, but according to this article from The Gamer, multiple remakes, plural, were referenced during Konami's recent earnings call. So as reported by VGC, Konami stated that We are working diligently on Metal Gear Solid Delta Snake Eater, which faithfully recreates the story, characters and game design of Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater, one of the most beloved entries in the Metal Gear series, and updates its graphical style to modern graphics for the current generation, as well as remakes and completely new entries in the Silent Hill series, which gains popularity as a psychological horror game. So could this mean a remake of the entire trilogy on current gen hardware to go alongside these new entries in the series, do you think? Or do you think it's just a phrasing that people are putting too much stock into just from an earnings Like a slip
1: of the tongue type situation.
0: Well, maybe not slip of the tongue, but just like, you know, he might be saying remakes in a more general sense rather than Silent Hill remakes specifically sort of thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, it it could be that. I'm I'm kind of willing to believe either. Um, The fact that they chose Silent Hill 2 as a starting point, seemed a little odd to me if they were considering doing a kind of Resident Evil style revisit of the whole series in the way that they have done with that franchise. Although I do understand why Silent Hill 2 would be kind of the springboard. I think it was the more popular of the games um, in terms of the way that it was received and, uh, and just overall popularity as well. It, it, so it makes sense from that perspective to start with Silent Hill 2. But in my mind, if they were trying to do a series of remakes of the old games, then it would be most sensible to me to do Silent Hill 1 first. There's a lot of iconic yeah. imagery and stuff like that in there. And and I think that that's what they, they should have done if that was their original intention. It will seem really incongruent to do Silent Hill 2 and then Silent Hill 3, and then we'll get around to Silent Hill 1 and then we'll maybe
0: do Silent Hill 4. Sounds like the Borderlands approach. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's, it's all over the place. So, I mean, we have been aware for some time, we covered this back on the podcast, there is ongoing Silent Hill projects aside from the Silent Hill 2 remake. There's Silent Hill Ascension... Yeah. Silent Hill F Uh, so still waiting for more news on those I've been following along and I've seen a bit more footage um, uh, more kind of teaser footage than anything gameplay related Uh, so I'm wondering whether there's been some sort of confusion here between the the ongoing Silent Hill project and the Silent Hill remake and whether they've kind of been lumped into one. If you know what I mean, that he's saying remakes in the plural, but in a weird indirect way, he was actually encompassing Silent Hill F and Silent Hill Ascension and that sort of stuff in those, even though they're not
0: remakes. But he does say like specifically and completely new entries. He, yeah, it's it's, the so it's remakes there, and completely there. new entries. Yeah, yeah so, so that's why I'm sort of, I'm not sure with this.
1: I mean, I, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. I will say that. Yeah.
0: I mean, how many games are there in total? Is it four?
1: So there's four mainline numbered titles. There's plenty of ones after that. Uh, Yeah, so there's like Silent Hill Downpour. There was... I think Silent Hill something rain as well. I think it was like heavy Silent Hill something rain. <laughs> no, that was downpour. Silent Hill downpour, similar to downpour. Was yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> um, and Silent Hill Homecoming. That was the other one that I was thinking of.
0: So if they've started with two, then could it be possible that they're doing two and then maybe those two?
1: Well, they would have to do two and then and then Silent Hill three and Silent Hill four.
0: No, I meant well that or two and then downpour and whatever
1: downcoming and homepour
0: yeah exactly those ones (laughs) like could could it be something like that because Silent Hill 2 as you say is sort of probably universally regarded as the best one if you like, of the mainline games, at least.
1: I think so, yeah. Silent Hill 2 and 3, I think, are, are combined known for the, the being the best of the titles because yeah. um, I think that some mechanics uh, and, and things let Silent Hill 1 down, even though I still love that game and I find it really iconic. Um, I can admit fault in, in bits in that title. I mean, I can admit plenty of fault in Silent Hill 2 and Silent Hill 3 as well. The, the combat systems were very weird for horror games. Um but they are what they are. I'll be interested to see how that gets handled in the remake as well.
0: And for that very reason, it could be that they're just doing two because it's universally regarded as the best. And then they might do Pour Down and Coming Home, uh, <laughs> like further down the line. Because yeah. I mean, I don't know how well they were received, but maybe it's just one mainline game, remakes of the two sort of standalone ones.
1: And let's just say Homecoming should have been known as, as Downcoming. <laughs> it should have been Silent Hill Downcoming, right, oh, okay. I think. Um, Yeah, they've got like big generic Xbox buttons flashing on the screen as you try and open doors and things like that. It like lacks any of the subtlety that Silent Hill was known to up to that point.
0: So maybe they won't be remaking that one then.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's a weird one where, you know, on one hand, those ones are the ones that need a remake the least. They also need a remake the most to kind of get them back on the level of quality that one to one to three Slash 4 were. I I personally, I really enjoyed 4, although I know a lot of people weren't so hot on that one. Um, But Silent Hill 1 to 4 for me were really solid titles, and I would love to see them all remade. Just a very weird decision to start with too, if there is any intention to go ahead and carry that through.
0: Yeah, but as you say, it may be happening. Remakes were mentioned. Could just be nonsense, but could be a sign of things to come. So with our final news story this week, HBO's The Last of Us Season 2 premiere date has been revealed. So HBO's The Last of Us arrived on our screens earlier this year and broke records across the board, with the Season 1 premiere being HBO's second largest debut since 2010. Naturally, fans of the Naughty Dog franchise are keen to know when the next season will begin, given HBO revealed there would be a second season roughly three weeks after the Season 1 premiere.
1: Due to the massive success at the time of Season 1, it seemed like for a short while everyone was talking about it.
0: Even we were talking
1: about it, and I still haven't watched it, but we did talk
0: about it. Yeah, me neither. (laughs) <laughs> but apparently it's very good, and Pedro Pascal's is a, a dude, so like, respect. He's a daddy.
1: But daddy is a state of mind, you know what I'm saying? I'm your daddy.
0: Well according to a new report from Deadline, HBO head honcho Casey Bloys reportedly told press at a New York news event that season 2 will head into production in 2024 with the aim of being a 2025 premiere. Now, this was all Blois said at this event, but it tracks with a comment from series co-creator and executive producer Craig Mazin, who said earlier this summer that the team had already managed to get some work done, even stating that the first episode was already written.
1: Okay, cool.
0: Now, the first season of The Last of Us um, TV show covered the events of the first game, so it stands to reason that the second series will likely cover the events of the second game. So a speculative question from me as a follow-up to this. Do we think that this may mean a potential third game could be set to release in 2025 as well? Now, I know a third game hasn't been officially confirmed or anything like that, but there's potentially more story to be told, and they would need to release a third game in advance of a potential third season of the TV show, particularly if season two is as hot as season one was. So I know it's very massive speculation and possibly not even likely going to happen, but what do you think? I I think that that could be a thing.
1: I think that... It's very possible that we'll see a Last of Us free. I think fans are really keen to see a continuation of the story, whether that be a continuation of Ellie's story, Abby's story, a combination of the two. I think a lot of people really would like to see a happy ending for Ellie and uh, sort of mild spoilers. And and if you've kind of been following the theme of Last of Us, you're probably aware at this point that happy endings don't really come so easy uh, in this franchise. Um, What I will say is that there was something like a seven-year gap between uh, Last of Us 1 and Last of Us 2, and I imagine that we're probably likely to see a more similar gap. I think Last of Us 1 was 2013 with the remastered in 2014, with Last of Us 2 releasing in 2020, so... Off top, I would kind of imagine it would be perhaps a couple years later. Um, But I think that we probably will be hearing some Last of Us news, or at least hopefully, because it's been a while since we've heard anything about Last of Us Factions, other than the fact that it's currently in developmental hell. Um, Last of Us Factions 2 is the thing that we've all been waiting for follow up to the original Last of Us multiplayer mode that came packaged with uh, the original Last of Us and the remastered edition. A lot of people have been really keen to see a follow up to that it's been rumoured that it's on its way but news has been very patchy so people are starting to wonder now what's going on and all signs point to the fact that it's currently on ice under a load of technical difficulties.
0: But you don't think that there's a chance of a third mainline series game in the next couple of years?
1: Not that soon no. I I think a bit longer than that i would say for this one yeah i think 2025 if you'd said 2024 it'd have been no way i'm thinking we might see a trailer in like kind of late 2024 slash mid to early 2025 i'm thinking more like early 2026 is probably a bit more reasonable there
0: oh fair so it'll be competing with the sega super game
1: yeah absolutely <laughs> oh god well maybe they'll decide to push it back a little bit then when you're competing with the big guns like that
0: oh you don't want to push it back you want to release before the super game, cause the super game is going to change everything. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be the best. Like, did you not hear? It? It's going to be the best.
1: That's true. It will revolutionise gaming. Absolutely. You're going to
0: want to play it, so there's no point having another game after that.
1: <laughs> it is the be-all and end-all of gaming.
0: Exactly. So by that logic, I've talked myself into it. I think Last of Us Part 3 is going to come out in 2025. <laughs> so it can avoid the super game and actually have a good release and make some money for Naughty Dog.
1: I'd be very pleased to see a 2025 release. I'm just doubtful of it happening, given um, the amount of effort that i think goes into crafting these stories yeah um i I, for me that's kind of the main reason why i would think that they would uh make us wait a little longer
0: yeah unless hbo get impatient (laughs) like make us make us a new game so we can make a new series you do get into that sort of territory when
1: you've got multiple things going in different formats as you kind of tend to want to tie everything together and release at the same time to maximise kind of reach on all these products and get it on everyone's talking list. You know, I think it would be a shame to do that with this series. They're really well-crafted video games. uh, And from what I've heard, the TV series follows suit as well. Um, I would hope that they kind of remain separate and distinct whilst also being really good adaptations. Yeah. It would be really weird if we ended up in this kind of George R. R. Martin Game of Thrones type situation where they're like, come on guys, we're gonna just bring out another video game because like we're four seasons ahead now, we're writing your shit for you. <laughs> this has kind of gone full circle now. They're kind of, yeah, no longer relying on the video games and generating their own thing. And I think I, I wouldn't like a situation like that to arise either. So I think that it- they just need to wait. They just need to yeah. wait patiently for the next instalment I think if they're going to churn out the uh, TV series as fast as this although I imagine with a lot of the story set all in place it's a lot easier to turn round seasons of, of a TV series when you've got a lot of the stuff written ahead and in advance of you and in a lot of cases you're doing shot for shot recreations of events that have happened in the video game. Yeah. Probably takes some of the edge off at least.
0: Well it's a speculative take and uh, you know pr- I think you're probably right. I think they'd be silly to rush the game out if it's even in the worst just to meet the demands of a TV series. But uh, stranger things have happened, and if it does come to pass, just remember you heard it here first. So, with that, we come to the end of the news for this week. So, I think it's about time we moved on to the. A- a- games challenge! A- challenge! So this week it was my challenge. Will had set me the task of beating one of the special Halloween Call of Duty events, which is called The Haunting, go into their DMZ mode and beat one of the special Halloween bosses solo or beat three of the Halloween bosses with friends. That is correct. How did you get on, buddy? So as I mentioned at the end of my catch-up there, um, I've not really been able to do too much gaming this week as a result of basically not being able to look at a screen for too long oh gosh yeah uh, at yeah. any point for the whole
1: week it's gonna be a bit of a hindrance a little bit you kind of need to do that to play games
0: yeah you kind of need to be able to see properly and be able to focus and these were all things that were really hard to, <laughs> for me to do at the start of the week
1: looking at a screen for more than a couple minutes or yeah so exactly
0: helps. so you know you need these things um so as a result i'm actually going to go slightly against the way that i normally do these i like to normally like leave in suspense about how i've done and then build up a story and talk about it but i'm Actually going to come straight out and say i, I didn't complete the challenge this week oh.
1: Oh. bummer it is a bit of
0: a bummer but i did manage to get some attempts in so, the, so there's okay. a little bit i can talk about but um do tell yeah it was it was i didn't get a lot done <laughs> oh right okay <laughs> but yeah. um you know so to put that that statement into context that i never made it to a boss
1: oh right it's okay okay
0: i never even found a quest trigger like an altar of lilith or any sort of thing i i really didn't get very far at all.
1: Oh, they're all on your map. just marked on your on your map.
0: Yeah, yeah, but I never I never got to one. I, right. I, okay. I yeah. kept on getting killed. Oh <laughs> shit.
1: Okay, damn.
0: Yeah, so um I believe it was mostly by humans, but I I am aware that there's a mixture of bots and humans in DMZ.
1: And those bots do have very good aim, I will say that. <laughs> like, oh
0: fair. So so maybe I, I'm more than happy to believe it was bots. Unless you saw time, a player but,
1: name pop up on your screen, it was bots.
0: Oh so I so I think I did a couple of times, yeah, but yeah. not every time. So it must have been bots or something, it. um now part of the reason for this is that I, I at no point had a weapon. Like, not at a single point did I have a weapon. I started with no equipment. I might have had a flash and a grenade or something, but no guns. I was fists only. And, um... I, went, I was using the Al-Mazra map. I did have an option of another three, but I, I my strategy was I wanted to go for the Butcher.
1: Al-Mazra is the right map. It's, it's the only map with the bosses on it as well. Oh, is it? Okay, that's yeah, good. Because yeah. um
0: because I did notice it was all set in nighttime and uh, yes, there was sort spooky. of... Spooky. <laughs> I don't know if they were zombies, but there was sort of like things that were walking, shambling like zombies. It was probably the troops. And um, it was kind of cool. Nice little... I, mean, I didn't see any of the uh, ghostly apparitions that you mentioned, which oh, was no? a shame. But um, it was quite a cool atmosphere. I'll give it that. um But yeah, I never had a weapon. And uh, the one time I did manage to kill someone with my fists, uh, it was a soldier sort of standing on a hill, as was a bot standing on a hill. And I snuck around behind him, sort of four banged him, maybe four or five shots, I think it was. I can't remember exactly. Yeah and I was just about you know he looked like he had a nice assault rifle that fell on the floor I was about to pick it up and uh seemingly out of nowhere four or five other troops came and just gunned me down
1: right right yeah
0: I just I'm, I've just got a couple of questions
1: there it probably doesn't help you with this knowledge now but one of the mechanics is that you have an insured gun uh and that gun you can pick any weapon from your current armory uh and that includes just just the guns default in the game so you would have had an opportunity to have had a weapon at this point um in one of your insured slots
0: uh I and I clicked on all of the item where it looked like i could equip stuff and there was no option to equip a gun at any point
1: so there's there is definitely a way i I don't know what there is i'm sure there is i'm I'm sure there is uh, it wasn't available to you
0: (laughs) i looked at the logical places i thought it would be and i couldn't equip any equipment it just said you've got nothing available Mm, mm. Uh, because there was contraband slots but they were all empty obviously because i haven't collected anything that's that's a
1: separate section yeah
0: and then yeah i was clicking where it would would be equipped and there was no option to add anything so unless i was being stupid which is perfectly possible my concentration levels were quite down to be perfectly honest with you I mean the menuing in Call
1: of Duty Modern Warfare 2 is notoriously bad so I wouldn't put it past that you just didn't figure out how to do
0: it yeah yeah we'll come to that that's coming But yeah, and that was kind of, honestly, probably one of my best attempts because I sort of had survived for a few minutes. I found this guy, he seemed really isolated. I got him, (laughs) was about to pick up the gun and then just got murked. And it was a little disheartening, but um, it is what it is. That's one of those things. And the saddest thing for me about this was that as a result, uh, like, you know, putting the challenge to one side, because obviously I do care about that. I don't like to give up a point so easily. But the one thing I was really looking forward to, you spoke so highly of this DMZ mode over the years. yeah basically. yeah yeah and i really didn't get a feel for it because i just wasn't alive for very long at any point <laughs> yeah I, I never extracted yeah. anything i i didn't get to play with any of the the juggernauts or anything like that i just it just didn't happen for me oh that's a shame man and that was a, that was a real shame um although from my limited time on a map it it did look like a Verdanks clone it, it didn't look like it had too much originality in it
1: no there is a lot of similarities it's like a deserty Verdansk in a lot of yeah. places um the the other maps uh, are much more distinct the one in Holland yeah. and the one set in a small Japanese island uh, yeah I was about to say it's like distinct. Akino
0: Island or something Ishika, like that? yeah yeah Ashika yeah that one the picture looked really fun yeah yeah like on the on the map selection um and the other thing I will say about our because like that sounds like I'm you know I, I am criticizing it but I will give it some credit because it was dark I might not have seen some of the finer details that the map normally has, but it did just look like a Verdansk clone to me.
1: It's a lot more dense and it's a lot larger and it has a lot more features in it than Verdansk, but I will give it to you that there are some areas that are clearly modelled to resemble Verdansk as well.
0: Yeah, the, the one I'm thinking of specifically is... Um... It was next to the airport.
1: The Observation Laboratory, maybe. Oh, no, that's not the airport. No, no, it was, it was literally was Oh, the airport, the airport is very similar. Yeah, absolutely. And the I was just is... like,
0: this is the airport in Verdansk. Like, literally. There's almost. even a bit of
1: a, a castle rip-off as well.
0: <laughs> I was there. I yes, was, uh... absolutely,
1: yeah. They're quite distinct close-up when you learn the maps, is what I will say. Yeah. But on first glance, absolutely, yeah. I, I think that was probably intentional in a way. It was so that the people coming from Warzone 1 were like, oh, look, we can go back to castle, kind of. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing.
0: Which I... Like, I can understand and respect, um, but coming off the back of a lot of Call of Duty fatigue as a result of Warzone 1, I was just, I saw that and I was like, oh, that's uh, that's really noticeable, goddamn. But yeah, in, in terms of actual challenging stuff, that's kind of really all I've got. But I do have some observations about the game, which um, do take with a pinch of salt because it's a small sample size. I probably got five, maybe six runs total this week. Oh, right! It really okay. was, like, I really didn't get much time in at all. So, but there are still a lot of issues that Call of Duty Warzone, at least. I can't speak to the campaigns because I've not played them. That It had loads of issues that seemed to still be present, which is really frustrating. Including, but not limited to, the update system. It makes you download a big update before you start the game up. You start the game, go through <laughs> yeah. about two or three menus. <laughs> yeah, it will say, say updating. <laughs> And then kick you out the game.
1: It says update requires restart. <laughs> Just exactly, to start yeah. the campaign, yeah.
0: And it's like, oh my god, have they not gotten rid of this bullshit? It's
1: still present in Modern Warfare 3 buddy I promise you there are plenty of people out there that I've seen trying to get into the Modern Warfare 3 campaign and they've had to like start and restart their game at least two or three times to get it working. It was the exact same experience I had with Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 on launch as
0: well Yeah Yeah, but it was just like like, god damn really you haven't fixed that shit? That is so annoying You know, I don't think they can. I think it's something to do with the way that they
1: store data whether they store it locally or server side. Battlefield also has that same issue except that on consoles it's just more disguised because it will just say like basically the same thing ui update requires a restart but then it doesn't quite make you quit the game and then restart the game on the consoles but it has the same issues there as well so i think it is something to do with a technical limitation that they haven't quite gotten over yet
0: maybe that microsoft money will fix that now
1: maybe maybe
0: but uh but and, and you know again this is me being probably quite pedantic, but that was just really irritating.
1: It is. There's no doubts about that. It is.
0: Yeah, and uh, likewise, um, please stop putting these unskippable cutscenes at the start of the game. <laughs> Come on, Activision! Please stop doing this. I don't give a shit. The fact about that they characters are characters that I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just give me the option to skip it, please. Again, not that's not major. That's just irritating, right? But then we get to what I think is really the most egregious thing, given how much development time the Warzone sort of style has had. You know, it first came out in 2020, right? Like during lockdown.
1: At least Warzone's iteration
0: of... At least Warzone, yeah, 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 exactly. yeah, yeah. Again, I can only speak to the Warzones and that sort of style of it because I haven't got the full game. But you, do all, you go through all this bullshit menuing that you mentioned earlier that is, you know, fairly obtuse at the best of times. And... Then you, you finally get to where you're happy you start your game up and it is such a vast like it's so inconsistent with how long it takes to do anything right. But what I was noticing is in the I could say in the five or six times I started, joined a game it took anywhere from one to three minutes to do anything and I do understand that you know it has to search for games and you have to get an empty slot and then you have to get in and all that but three minutes... Yeah,
1: I've never quite had such long times as that. I'm wondering whether there might have been some sort of Modern Warfare Free promo thing going on that is currently kind of drawing the fan base away to that title because I think that one's kind of, it feels like that one's imminently coming out and they've absolutely had a lot of open betas and, and stuff like that going on as well. Maybe that was taking away some of the traffic? I don't know. Three minutes seems like a long time. But I will say as well that, uh, I mean, if you're having a a tough time in these DMZs and you're dying within a handful of minutes each time, yeah, that is going to be annoying because you are going to spend roughly 50% of your game time, well, 25% of your game time waiting for a game to load. Yeah, yeah. yeah. DMZ is amazingly fun if you last 15 minutes in a round, achieve a bunch of stuff, extracts, and go yeah. back in. You can deal with that, like, minute and a half, two-minute wait time sometimes. Yeah.
0: but that's the other thing as well. I, I will say, as a result of not really being able to focus too much this week, I didn't even bother asking anyone if they wanted to play with me. Right, right. Because it would have been like, okay, guys, sorry, I've got to stop for, like, a minute. <laughs> okay, guys, sorry, I've got to stop again. I'm going to be a complete liability. Had I gone in with the squads. I would have had a lot more patience for that because you can be talking in the lobby before in between and it's not quite as noticeable. But when you're sitting in front of your screen, like, just waiting. <laughs> it's, it's giving me
1: Pokemon Arceus vibes. With no, yeah, just loading no. in an hour of Jubilife, like, Exactly, and I'll do it.
0: You know, Karma is nothing but a fair mistress. Like, I, <laughs> I definitely got some Karma in the short time that I tried to do this, but... I, yeah, I, I didn't account for the Call of Duty 3 thing, Modern Warfare 3 thing. That's actually a really good shout. That could be exactly why that was.
1: That's purely speculative on my part. I don't know that anything's currently going on.
0: Well, f***ing, when I turned my Xbox on the other day, before it even started, I got this f*** off advert for it, so it must <laughs> yeah. be doing something. Oh
1: my god, Xbox is working adverts into the menus that badly now, are they?
0: Yeah, c- now that they've got Activision, they can do it.
1: <laughs> they don't give a f- now they got that. They got that Activision money. They will do what the they want.
0: Yeah, so it was like, oh yeah, we've got Call of Duty. We're just gonna shove that in your face. What I, are you I'm, gonna do? We got a Call of Duty. I bitches? just want to like put some YouTube on, mate. Like, just, just get it out of my face. <laughs> um but yes okay I'm, I'm actually gonna like sort of not backpedal on that criticism but i do understand that that is actually
1: potential i don't think there's me. anything to backpedal on there man i think it's no. a valid criticism honestly yeah. i mean it's a free-to-play game and it's about your experience that you're talking about it's not really a criticism of the game you're saying that it was a ball like having to wait two to three minutes each time like yeah, it was. yeah
0: um and actually there's one thing that you've mentioned about the new sort of version of call of duty that i disagree with with the small sample size i've had i still think the traversal in its crap but
1: did you think it was better
0: no but i haven't played call of duty in so long that i i you know i can't do a proper like for like comparison
1: i I will say traversal is 100 better like the the fact that you can grab a ledge from any height now and stuff like that there is there is absolutely stuff in there that's better
0: i can believe i i do believe you because of such a small sample size but in in the moment where i mentioned earlier where i killed a soldier on a hill and then four or five of his mates turned up i tried to climb up the hill to get behind him a good two or three times without it working properly it still felt like the old call of duty in that regard yeah
1: you are still going to have ledges like that that make it difficult to climb up yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's
0: not as bad
1: as the old war zone by a stretch but annoyingly there are still things like hills and steep inclines like that whereas battlefield will have let you just kind of continuously mantle your way up call yeah. of duty doesn't allow for that unfortunately
0: no, exactly, and I feel like in, in something like Apex, it's that would just be no problem.
1: Yeah, you just fucking yeah, yeah. I mean, but Apex has some like the best competitive gameplay, competitive multiplayer movement out there, really. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah, but still, yeah, valid.
0: So there was that, and then the final sort of thing that I I think is a little bit unacceptable for a game that's been around so long, still is there was still loads of visual glitches and stuff on the menus and things like that. Like, Oh,
1: did you notice that? I Yeah. Oh, okay. That's that's something that I actually thought they'd cleaned up within uh, the last couple times that I played it, to be honest.
0: Now, I will say it's a lot better than when I played Warzone previously, and it doesn't happen in-game anymore from what I saw, which is a huge thing. Like, the amount of times I saw people get stuck in walls in f***ing Warzone oh, right, like, whilst okay. they're playing, like, not good. But I did still get the odd disappearing head on the menu screen. Huh. I did still get the odd like you know thing that looked slightly out of place. I didn't obviously I never had a weapon so I wouldn't I didn't see anything <laughs> like holding the wrong weapon which I'd seen before. But um you know it wasn't as bad as it has been. It wasn't consistently shit. It's still there though and and that was a bit of a surprise to me.
1: Again the only thing I can really compare those two is is other games within that sort of realm like Battlefield and weirdly it's still present in those as well. Yeah. It just seems like I think it has to be something with the way that the data loads and the way that they store the data, whether it's server-side or locally, where it just fails to load in, because I've got some pretty fantastic screenshots of early days Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 on the Warzone, where... I was having those Assassin's Creed style glitches where eyeballs would be spawning but no I I remember commenting on one on your Steam. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very weird. Yeah,
0: so as I said, you know, it's little things like that. It is me being nitpicky because these are the reasons why I stopped playing Call of Duty to begin with. Um, So it was disappointing to see they're still there. But that's really all I can talk about this week I would love to have come in with more at least more about dmZ and sort of my experiences of that mode but it simply hasn't been feasible this week which is very unfortunate
1: and I assume you've immediately uninstalled this given the file size no of it's it. still
0: installed oh okay okay team 90 gig and I don't even have the game though like goddamn. <laughs> yeah. honestly 90 gig feels small uh, <laughs> considering well borders gates 150 so yeah well well maybe maybe you'll grace
1: and keep it on on the pc for a couple weeks maybe we can jump into a dmz game at some point just so you can get a flavor for it i I won't necessarily hold you to that but maybe maybe you'd fancy
0: it i don't know i'm gonna leave it on for a little bit because i've got no other games coming for the foreseeable future and i've got enough room for it but it will be the first thing to go if i need space (laughs) of course like that's what i will say but um but no that's that's a good idea because i do want to at least be able to talk to you about the dmz because i know that you're quite passionate about it and that's my biggest disappointment let alone the fact that i'm still four three behind giving you a double advantage this week
1: well well that double advantage is yet to be decided james because uh to have that double advantage i would need to have successfully completed the challenge you're about to set me
0: yes but you have the option for it and i don't like that (laughs) as a competitor
1: it's a possibility if i really knuckle down
0: well would you like to know what your challenge is for this week
1: i'm gagging for it man lay it on me
0: well will your challenge this week is a follow-up a follow-up oh my god okay a follow-up so (laughs) what's this about will i know that you know listeners you may remember a few weeks ago now i set will the task of finishing six monster hunter rise arena quests getting three s ranks in the process and you may also remember that Will had an absolute ass of a time because I didn't appreciate how much extra sh- he'd have to do around it. I did. He did, but he did manage to do it.
1: I did through a lot of perseverance. (laughs) Yes. Oh god, this is like PTSD mode. (laughs) What's gonna happen?
0: Well, Will, your challenge this week is to get an S rank on the other three.
1: Ah, okay. Okay. Very good.
0: Gone for a two-parter, baby.
1: Nice. I like this challenge. I like this challenge. I have those missions unlocked. I just need to focus my goddamn self.
0: But I do, I am aware from what you said on the last episode where you covered it, that The one in particular with three that you have to beat in a certain time is going to be an absolute dick to f***ing finish.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Getting an S rank on these challenges, these were the hard ones that I was putting behind I'm sure it's very doable, uh, but within the allotted time that I have, that's going to be the challenge, I think, is that this is one where I'm going to need some time to get these perfect, and these are the most challenging ones. But then again, you never know. Yeah, I think I think there's 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 methods. There's methods I can yeah. employ. I can work my way on YouTube and uh, figure out the best way to do this. I'm ready for it, man.
0: And I think for at least one of them, you have actually already done some research, because I feel like you were thinking about doing that one, but then didn't do it in the end, because you that perfect gun run which i I would love to see actually
1: i wish i would have been able to record it honestly yeah
0: yeah but um i know you enjoyed it last time and this time you can hopefully enjoy it more because you haven't got to deal with bullshit of a challenge that shouldn't be there because it was too much work so have at it man look forward to hearing how you get on and see if you can open up that two-point lead
1: i'll certainly do my best
0: so with that we come to the end of the show if you've enjoyed what you've listened to, you can, as always, find the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and pretty much anywhere else you get your podcasts by searching for Total Pod Mode.
1: We also post regular video content of our playthroughs, stream highlights, as well as the podcast on our YouTube channel, Total Pod Mode.
0: You can also find us on X by searching for at Total Pod Mode, or one word.
1: Or you can find me at Hudafunk on X, and I'm also on Twitch under Twitch.tv forward slash Hudafunk.
0: And you can find me on X at Mr. Bames. And I'm also on Twitch under twitch.tv forward slash Mr. Bames underscore TPM. And one final humble request to our listeners. Please do check us out on those social media platforms. Please do drop us a like, a comment, a five-star rating. We really appreciate it. And it's the best way to help the channel grow.
1: Absolutely, guys. Please do get in touch. We'd love to hear from you.
0: Yes. And on that note, we finish finished the show for this week. Take care now. Goodbye. Bye-bye
1: now.